time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life. How's everyone doing tonight? Well, I'm Carter. I am the uh, campus pastor for the West Side Group. Let me hear some West Side. I just want to say, after uh, I have a lot of friends that are the campus pastors for other campus groups, and, and no offense, but Westside is the, the best campus group to be at on Sunday nights. I mean, just, we're family, we're family, we, we eat, we pray, we play four square, we just, we do it up, and uh, I love you guys, I love all my Westside people, and if you haven't been yet, just come check it out Sundays. But anyways, like I said, I'm Carter, I uh, was asked to talk a little bit about my story, a little bit who I am tonight, so you guys know a little bit. I uh, grew up in Steamboat Springs, Colorado. If any of you have ever been there, you know it's, uh, it's the closest place to the Garden of Eden that we have in America, so it's beautiful. And I uh, grew up in the church. My, uh, well, when I was seven years old, my parents split up, and my dad became really conservative. He got saved, and uh, we, uh, he is so conservative, he was so, like, saved that we, he said, Carter, you can't even listen to DC Talk. That's, that is unbiblical. That is that is not good. And so I was like, well, okay. So I, get, I grew up in the church. We, uh, my dad was a deacon. We, you know, I grew up, I was a church kid, you know. How many of you guys are church kids grow up in the church? Oh, uh, yeah. So you know what I'm saying. Like, church every Sunday, every Wednesday. But my family, it was every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, we would rest. And then we go back for the, you know, the Holy Ghost service at night. And uh, my course, my life took an interesting course in the, the sixth grade, I started f- deciding, you know, who I wanted to be, who, you know, who am I? Am I just this church kid? Am I just, you know, who am I? And so uh, I started trying to figure out my identity, trying to figure out who I was, what I was all about. And I went through a course of, you know, this is what I kind of like. This is what I kind of like. And so I'll, I'll try it out. So sixth grade, I was like this, this skater kid. I, I love the skate park until I broke my wrist. And then I decided I didn't want to be a skateboarder anymore. And then I was like, oh, I love basketball. Basketball is cool. Maybe I'll go to the NBA one day. And uh, that didn't happen. So seventh grade, that's what I was. I was like a uh, basketball player, no more skater. Eighth grade, I kind of went back to the skater, but still loved basketball. Didn't really know who I was. So eighth grade, I finished like, this is kind of my style. This is kind of who I am, you know. And then I started struggling this identity of, well, where do I fit in with people? Where do I fit in with my, my friends, my you know, no one here is really Christian, so who do I, who do I hang out with? Like, you know, do I, I've heard, you know, you shouldn't be of the world and you shouldn't be, you know, you, you shouldn't do this. But all my friends were of the world. All my friends didn't know Jesus. And so I was like trying to find this, this place where Carter could fit in. I felt like I was in the purgatory of social dynamics. Like, can't be Christian, can't be not Christian. I don't know. And so, um, I, my friends knew me as a Christian guy because I didn't really party. I didn't really smoke. I didn't really do any of that kind of stuff. And then my senior year of high school, after all these years of standing firm, my friends corrupted me. They said, you should start partying with us. And I was like, I, I don't do that. I, I go to youth group. I play on the worship team. Lo and behold, three weeks later, I, in my senior year, I just was like, okay, okay, so you'll stop bugging me. I'll just party with you once. And so once turned into once a month, which turned into twice a month, which turned into every other week, which turned into, 
lots of places I didn't want to go, if you can uh, continue that track, too. It was a, almost an everyday partying drug lifestyle. And um, the end of my senior year, I heard about this place, my youth pastor. I was still plugged in the church while I did all this stuff. And my youth pastor is like, oh, Carter, there's this place in Colorado Springs at this giant church that has more people than your, our whole town. And I was like, I don't know, you know, this, they're going to probably, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to, that's not for me. And so I looked into the internship, which was DLA. And um, I was like, I don't know about this. Because, you know, I still like partying. I still like dating my girlfriend. And I still like doing all this stuff. And, you know, it seemed nice. I thought I had everything I wanted. And then my graduation, or graduation day of my senior year, I uh, went to a, a big party, probably the biggest party I'd ever been to in my whole life. There was probably like 300 people there at, the, at a minimum. And uh, did a lot of stuff that night that I shouldn't have done. But it was outside, and as I'm, it's like 3 in the morning, and I go up on top of this hill, and I'm looking at all my friends. One of them steps in the fire and, like, just... It's a crazy night, and I'm looking at him, and I thought, you know, God, if you're real, I really want to know, because even though I have all this stuff, even though I have friends, and I have popularity, and I have comforts, and uh, I'm dating the head cheerleader, and all these things, which was I thought was the epitome of the social dynamic in high school, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I still feel empty, though, why, and why do, I, why do I feel empty, you know, I have all this stuff, I have everything that I'm supposed to have, right? And as almost as clear as day, as clear as I'm talking to you now, I felt like the Lord's like, you know, I didn't create you to be these people. I didn't create you to, to waste your life doing this. And, you know, if you want to see what I have for you, like, just give all this up and follow me. And uh, I was like, ah, oh, give it all up. Like, maybe, you know, maybe I'll give it up. But then he's like, no, you know, and he, he's like, Carter, this is what, who I created you to be. I created you for something else. I created for greatness. And he didn't, you know, the Lord on top of that hill, he didn't promise me riches. He didn't promise me fame. He didn't promise me anything. He promised me who he created me to be. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And so that night I made a, a choice in my life that I said, okay, God, if you're real, I'm going to put this away. I'm going to, you know, give it up. So I stopped all my partying that night. I stopped hanging out with all those friends that night. I never went back to doing it again. And uh, I came to desperation a few months later, and the Lord was like, well, this is where I want you to be. And uh, I'd never been to Colorado Springs until that point. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, there's a desperation band. they got to be cool. So I, that's all I knew. And so I came, and uh, the Lord got a hold of my life. I did DLA. And uh, I tell you what, it was the best choice of my life, saying uh, no to the things of this world and saying, God, I choose to put my identity in you. I choose to put my identity in who you say I am and to find that out and take that risk and take that leap of faith and say instead of putting my identity in drugs and in partying and popularity and everything that the world says is cool. I chose to put my identity in Christ. And, you know, it's been a journey and it's something, uh, you know, where it's a growing process, but I will, I'll never regret it. And I encourage you to put your identity in Jesus, to put your identity in all your hopes, all your Everything you have, put all your eggs in, in the basket that Jesus has for you. Like, that's kind of a weird term, but put all your trust in him. Seriously, it, you know, uh, I was reading the book of Job recently, and Job was a man who lived without compromise, and all of his friends tried to get him to do other things. And, you know, I, I don't want to see us as a body of believers, as young people, 
to live a life of compromise where we compromise who God created us to be to put our identity in something that's not him. And so uh, I'm just going to pray that prayer over you that you guys would find your identity in Jesus, that you would find your identity in, uh, in who God says you are and not who anybody else says you are, not who media says you are or culture, but who Jesus, the God-man who came and died for you, says you are. So, Heavenly Father, I thank you for these students, Jesus. I thank you for their heart, for the destiny that you have for them, Jesus. I thank you that you put greatness inside of each one of them, Lord. And I pray that they would take the risk, that they would, they would look to you, that they would fix their gaze on you and you alone, Jesus, and that they would find their identity in you, that they would find their identity in who you say they are, Jesus, and not who anybody else says they are, not who their friends want them to be or who their teachers want them to be or who culture says they should be or their coaches, but who you say they should be, God. I pray that they put your, their trust in you and you alone. God, I pray that you establish them firmly in your love. In your name, amen. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life.